Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A Cut Above with Tom Hoy is proudly sponsored by Mod Shoes. Smart shoes for smart people. Check the latest range of men's and women's clothing and footwear over at modshoes.co.uk. From Manchester, England to Brooklyn, USA. Hello, I'm Tom Hoy and you're listening to A Cut Above right here on The Face Radio. And anyway, Happy New Year. I hope you're all well and thank you for sticking with the show this long. And if you're a first time listener, hello. This is going to be a really good show. It's one I'm really pleased with. And it's one where I'm actually sat down with my best mate, Ollie Davis. So what a great way to kick things off for 2024. We will be discussing our favourite frontman looks. We're going to be diving into some of our favourite frontmen, what they're wearing and all the rest of it, as well as spinning a few of their records along the way. So it's going to be a great show. It is literally more or less a conversation of me and Ollie uh, sat down the pub just chatting away like we would normally. So hopefully that's entertaining for you all at home because do you know what? listening back to this and editing it i thought this is a good one so i really hope you're enjoying it you enjoy it um i recorded this over at ollie's house with all his recording equipment really cool ollie is a musician very talented musician he's the lead guitarist for band little strange and he also uh, does lots of uh, solo singer songwriter work uh, you can find him on instagram at ollie davis music that's ollie with a y Go over there and check him out after the show. And remember, I'm also on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tom Hoy Style, um, over on X at Tom the Mod DJ, and you can find me on my Facebook page, Tom Hoy. And remember, there's also a YouTube channel with lots of bits and bobs on there to do with music, clothing, and lots of other things. You can the best way to find me is probably search for Tom Hoy, and I'm the blonde guy with glasses. I am not 
the Spanish talking cat. Um, I've always had this problem with my name because my last name Hoy, <coughs> sorry, my last name Hoy is um, today in Spanish. And there is a voice changer app called Talking Tom with a cat. And if you search for Tom Hoy, uh, there's lots of Spanish videos of a cat talking. And I assure you, that is not me. Anyway, on to the show. This one's, as I said, is a really good one. I really hope you enjoy it. And remember to go and check out Ollie on uh, social media after or during whatever way you want. Um, but yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, Ollie Davis. Cheers. Oh. I'll just grab my beer and he'll. Uh... Cheers. <laughs> it's always good getting doing an interview in person because it means I can have a drink at the same time. Not that I can't normally, but I'm normally on Zoom. Perfect so, excuse. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, everyone I know that ever comes on the show, apart from you, is all down south. And yeah, it's like the back in the days of when I did Go Go Power, I'd go and visit people. And now, no. 
Nah, so it's... welcome onto the show. Well, well, thank you very much. Great to have you here. So f- thanks for the... having me in your house. We're in your house no, as well. All right, in the the Play Loud Sound Studios today. Mm. So <laughs> home of Little Strangers Sound. Yeah, I'll have given Little Stranger plug already, so they know who that is already. Yeah. It's fine. Nice one, thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're here today because um, me and you both bore our partners all the time. All the time. Uh, wh- about, when you say bore, yeah. Well, it's bore. more than bore, probably. <laughs> it says a lot that uh, my fiance isn't here. She's stayed elsewhere and yours is downstairs. So she's stayed <laughs> stayed elsewhere. <Melted. laughs> but um, yeah, today I thought you'd be a great guest just because we're going to go through all our favourite front men. Or some of them. It's just the ones kind of, not that we thought at the top of our heads, but just the people that come straight to our minds mm. that we think maybe they're... Uh, clothing style is maybe the best and we instead of picking a few each we've kind of collaborated because a lot of mm. them are just the same we have the same tastes don't we yeah, so yeah. but yeah should we dive straight in let's so do you want to do you want to so, kick us off mate yeah so on the top of the list we've got um otis redding haven't we and um yes straight away what what do you like about is there anything that comes to mind about Otis Redding that you particularly like whether that isn't his clothes or just his sound or I mean it's I, I think initially is always the first thing when you first hear his records is that that voice yeah it's probably velvet kind of yeah it knocks you back and you you know if it's just played even if it's just played in a restaurant or anything like that you know instinctively that's Otis Redding yeah it cuts through anything cuts around the cuts through the background noise you know yeah. and it's just for me that's what really gets me with him even you know you go back to sitting in the dock of the bay and satisfaction respect yeah that, it's you know, just it's, like the, the absolute king of easy listening yeah, and soul yeah. isn't he like yeah if you're a little bit stressed stick out it's running on and it kind of changes it. everything and doesn't I it i mean that that production as well from um steve cropper as well yeah. behind the desk and playing guitar as well mm. um it's just yeah you can't be it's just classic yeah. american soul you know and i mean like, like throughout this uh, we we've got in front of us a bit of like a, a mood board of just some images just to refresh our memories of the sort of looks we like but for otis redding i found too that, that these are genuine ones that do come straight to mind with me with otis redding and one of them he's got like a uh a, a red uh knit on um short sleeve knitted cardigan with like a, a white v on the front I'm sure Otis Redden fans will know which one I mean. It's got like two little pockets on it, but that is just like the epitome of like late fifties, early sixties style, and mm. it proper cool. It's um, looks like it's straight out of Mad Men, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's timeless style as well because it's like Aaron Fraser, who we're going to talk about in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see that's kind of where he's getting back to his, it. You know, his style influence from, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's just classic, and the one of him on stage there as well, like it's yeah phenomenal have you seen it reminds me of have you seen the film catch me if you can with leonardo dicaprio not, not yet it's well one of those ones that keep me it's on the ah, list you'd it's love it list, you'd definitely but... love it it's a, like a leo fan yeah. it's a great like he wears a knit just like that and it's um yeah proper cool it it, it, it reminds me a lot of that mm. and then the second picture i've picked um is a picture of him mid dance mid performing and i can't remember where it is or what show it is he's performing on but he's um, wearing like a turtleneck with a kind of dotted motif on it throughout. And art gallery, um, Alex Banks actually made that a few years ago and it's proper cool. But it just goes to show in it that it's almost that kind of less is more kind of um, attitude, especially in like an age of like streetwear and all that kind of thing where like 
rappers are wearing kind of. I was like, I say rappers. <laughs> yeah. I like I'm pre- what, why did I say that? <laughs> I'll have to cut that out. Rappers. What do I mean, rappers? I don't know what I mean by. I, I know what you mean. So I, I, why? Why rappers yeah, yeah. though? Why have I gone why in on the rappers? I don't know why. <laughs> Apologise oh. to all the rappers oh. out there. But, uh. I don't like that. <laughs> Just contemporary artists. Oh mm. God, rappers. <laughs> contemporary artists maybe wear kind of. They almost wear too much. Mm. Whereas, like that picture there, uh, uh, Otis Redding's got a nice turtleneck on, um, a very kind of clean pair of trousers. And you can't see his shoes, but they're probably just some nice black polished shoes. But it's such like understated cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just just classic, timeless and smart. And that's it. That's you don't get much, more, yeah, much better than that, you do want. you? Yeah, yeah. And I know when you're performing on stage, you often kind of wear similar looking outfits, don't you? Like, yeah, we tend to, especially like playing with the band as well, like we tend to really plan out, coordinate our colours and yeah. things like that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just going for that timeless. I'm really into wearing my leather jackets and things like that at the moment. So it's just those, just sticking it's those timeless classic style, ring, ring of tea underneath, you know, and it's just yeah. classic, timeless, and you always look sharp wherever you are. You so, know? so performing for you then, what would be like a, um, what's a go-to kind of outfit that's like, that you can wear? See, do you get to the venue and then change or do you do you wear an outfit that will look all all day see i i normally turn up already in my already in, in my York. stuff you know because so i i like i like to kind of when i go out I like to dress smart and almost like i like to dress for the stage when i go out yeah. and about in the town you know because I, I like to i like to feel good and i like to you know dress well when i go out so yeah. that that's kind of for me and i mean if i was going to you know, a quick pick for if I was going to do a gig tonight or whatever, it's always, you know, always go for my classic like black jeans or black trousers, you know, Chelsea boots or my like um, monkey boots as well. I've got Doc Martin monkey boots. Absolutely mm, love those. Yeah, they're great shoes. Um, you know, and then maybe like a black turtleneck or something like that. Then a leather jacket or like a cord. I've got a cord um, like Lennon jacket, I suppose, like one of those military jackets. And that's kind of those sort of things. Like, just I like to keep it just simple and classic. You know, I, I like yeah. going like all black or black and white. You know, it's just they are just the, the, yeah. The, it's I think like I don't know. I used to years when I was younger. I'd think that was kind of like a mod thing that it, it would always work around the clock wherever you end up. Hmm. But I think it is just like anything classic, timeless style. It just that's it isn't it yeah, you'll yeah. never look out of place no that's it it's like what you, what you always say you like to be dressed sharp so if you see somebody you haven't seen for years down the shops or exactly. whatever you're, you're looking how you feel at your best you know and that's, yeah you, yeah so you can go out at the start of the day not knowing what you can do at the end and it yeah, doesn't matter yeah. if you end up at the ritz you're no, gonna look good that's it that's it you're gonna look good <laughs> not that, that hasn't happened yet no. <laughs> when are we off to the one ritz? day one day it will be <laughs> when are we is that my stag do we're off to the ritz <laughs> yeah okay well you've said it now so that's it i've got i've got to do it now you've got to do that yeah, but, sign um, myself up for that one. Yeah, so yeah, Otis Redding. Um, I remember when we both went, we were in London a bit ago, weren't we? And we mm. went into Pop Boutique in Covent Garden. And like, first and foremost, look look for clothes, wasn't yeah. we? Like, I got a Barracuda from there uh, recently and I was very happy about that. But we came across the records, didn't we? And mm. we were buying stuff for a Unbelievable set. Unbelievable box of records. That was Unbelievable and not right? a big one either. But no. I got satisfaction in there. And um, yeah, we decided that's the one we should play right yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? So do you want to introduce it? Well, this is uh, Otis Reddit with a cover of the Stones classic, Satisfaction. Here we, here we go. I can't get to know 
cool. So that was Otis Redding with Satisfaction there. Um, he was the first choice this evening. Um, yeah. stuff, that record, isn't it? It's, brilliant uh, record. I'm, I always like it when we play that out mm, and about as well. It's think, the brass arrangement that's yeah, cool I think as like well. Keith Richards said that um, that was how they'd intended the, the, the Stones record to actually sound because that guitar riff played with a fuzz pedal um, was meant to be like replicating like a horn sound. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, that was how they intended it to be. But then their manager just put the record out with the fuzz guitar on without the Stones even realising. And then Mental. it was an accidental. You, you'd think you'd be, be written for him, don't you? Yeah, it's yeah. It's, yeah brilliant perfect. record. I mean, both records are perfect. but uh, It could almost be, yeah. I know Otis wasn't necessarily Motown, but like it does sound like it could be a, yeah, a yeah, Motown definitely. single, doesn't it? Mm. The Four Tops could have done that. Oh, yeah. Anyone. Yeah, but yeah great tune. So, who have we got next on our list, Ollie? Who have we both gone for? So, one I've, I've really uh, rediscovered at the moment, uh, Chuck Berry. Mm. Absolute, um, you know, the father of the modern-day rock guitar, really, in my yeah. opinion. Um, there's not a, a guitarist out there that I think, you know, that could say they're not influenced by Chuck Berry because his influence has really run deep into the not just guitar playing, but the culture of guitar playing as well. You know, everybody learns one of those things. Johnny Be Good is one of those things you learn. Yeah, and yeah, you you yeah, learn those yeah. Chuck Berry licks and that, you know, adding the sixth on top of the fifth, you know, that sort of stuff. And he's just, yeah, he's, and then it follows through all to the Beatles, the Stones, all of that influence. And yeah, they're all yeah, basically copying him, aren't they? Yeah, really. That's, where they, that's like, where they cut the teeth on those, you know, Chuck Berry records. The but, picture uh, I got for Chuck Berry there the reason I picked it is not necessarily because of the suit he's wearing. He's wearing mm. a really sharp suit, but it's the way he's holding his guitar. I always think for him, the guitar is part of the outfit, isn't yeah, it? The yeah. How high he's got it up and yeah, the way yeah. that he's, he's so got it. I think he's it. doing his, like his classic uh, duck walk move mm. there, I think it's called. Um, and yeah, it's, like you say, it's part, of the, it's part of the outfit. It's part of the stage performance, you know. It's, uh, and he yeah. was really one of the very early guys. I mean, you can go back to the likes of like, T-Bone Walker was doing similar sort of stuff. Um, I believe he's credited as one of the first guys to play guitar behind his head as well. So oh, Hendrix right. gave him a nod for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Chuck Berry is like, you know, one of those early guys to really like perform and dance with the guitar and be more of a front man as yeah. opposed to just being the guy playing guitar and singing, you know, he's adding that extra element to it. Moved guitar playing away from session yeah, playing yeah, almost. Yeah, brought it from the back of the stage just supporting the, the horn section, you know, and put yeah. it out front where it should be, you know. Is there a film about Chuck Berry? I'd quite like to see one, but I can't think if there is. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Um, mm. We've had like Johnny Cash and that. That would be yeah. really cool to have a Chuck Berry one. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there is. If there knew anyone knows of one, let me know, but I'd, I'd like to see that. But, um... Yeah, when when you think of Chuck Berry, then in terms of style, what other what if I just said paint a picture for me of what Chuck Berry's wearing? What mm. would you what would you say? It's the, those classic like um, mid fifties like suits, really mm. for me, because um, they're they're all the kind of performances you see. There's a a great performance of him playing. I think it's Johnny Be Good, and he's just got like a couple of guys around him. They're all kind of in matching suits. Guy playing upright bass, guy on the piano, and he's just you know he's doing his duck walk. He's throwing the guitar over to the side of his shoulder, you know. He's and it's just that classic sharp look because um, that was you know to kind of make it in the showbiz world. It's the same with the Beatles as well. You yeah. know, he had to put a suit on really, and that was you know so that classic sharp, almost like probably nod like jazz suits maybe. Yeah, you could definitely. Say it's that kind of cut from that same sort of cloth, isn't it? Yep. You know, but. Yep. Um, just keeping it sharp, really, isn't it? Because, so. yeah, they were definitely, yeah. It's more of a kind of formal presentation then, isn't it? Mm. It's more, yeah. Because yeah, it's very like, I suppose in that era, it's very like 
showbiz and it like mm. this is the this is a show rather than a gig and the people that went know. would have been wearing a lot yeah, smarter clothing wouldn't ready they, for but... tv performances and things like that i suppose isn't it? you know but, i'll um, tell you what i really like about chuck berry um oh one a performance i really like mm. and it's one probably a lot of people really hate but i really like it just because of how weird it is and how like bizarre the whole situation is is john lennon playing with him with yoko (laughs) but it's because like you can tell at one point you can obviously one side you can tell how much like john lennon's absolutely in awe he's playing with his hero and his wife yoko is just doing her own thing on top of it and i love the bit where you see that they switch the mic off don't they? yeah they switch the mic off and you see the reaction on chuck berry's face when he hears yoko do that (laughs) the face that he pulls is like woo what's going on there but um oh. that is i love that performance it is they're playing memphis tennessee as well one of my yeah, favorite yeah. chuck berry tunes it's um it's great isn't it? oh it's great yeah because that's when he sort of moved to wearing those more like they're like florally psychedelic sort of shirts yeah. and cords and stuff like that then hadn't he like um, i noticed when i was looking up pictures of uh, what to put in here mm. and that area was like loads of leopard print which is like an interesting look. Well, if you look at like little Richard, I think he went on the same sort of like trajectory, didn't he? Of the stuff he, you know, he, yeah, he started yeah, off yeah. in the suits and then he went to the more outlandish. Yeah, like, it's like Miles Davis in the eighties. He completely went yeah. like Chuck Berry was a very <laughs> sharp, clean cut guy, and then went on this weird kind of fusion yeah, kind yeah. of route. And yeah, Chuck Berry did the well, same. There's, a, didn't there's he? a cool little album I come across of Chuck Berry's. It was like late sixties. I think he's about like sixty eight around that sort of time. It was. I think it's called like Concerto in B flat or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, and there's right. Like a, there's a, a few like sort of rock and roll tunes, but there's that little bit of that psychedelic influence. And then there's like a like a 15 minute tune at the end, which I think is called Concerto in B flat. And it's him sort of on like a bit of like a psychedelic jam, but you can definitely hear it's Chuck Berry, but it's just got that mm. different layer. I don't really know if that album's as well known or whether, you know, Chuck Berry fans obviously will probably know it. I'll but, have to dig that out. That you know, yeah, cool. I, I just discovered it one day. I was like, oh, it's, it's a bit different, you know, like hearing Chuck Berry, being Chuck Berry, but still uh, with that slightly different influence, you know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, post-Sergeant Pepper, you know. Yeah, but, um, it, it, uh, yeah. In terms of clothing, it is such a shame that, like, I, d- I guess, like, clothing's not taken as seriously as it was then, I suppose. In, in a lot of ways. In some ways, maybe not. But, like, in terms of him, it's almost a shame that performance, a lot of performers anyway, don't dress as smart as yeah. um, he kind of did then. But, um, yeah, he's, I know he's uh, we, we both hold him very high. Mm. But, um, yeah, should we go on to our song choice then? And for this one... Uh, we have back in the USA, don't we? Yeah. What do you like about this track? It's one of one of my favourites at the moment. I love. Um, it's got a. I'm a massive like Beatles fan, and it's got a bit of a link to one of my favourite Beatles songs, "Back in the USSR," because um, McCartney sort of wrote like a bit of a, a spoof version of this song. Mm. Um, but I love that the Chuck Berry version is great. The guitar playing on it's great, and I just love the whole narrative of like. Um, it's building that world of like the real like American culture in the fifties of like the, you know, like the hamburgers sizzling and things like that. You yeah. Know, in the lyrics and they're probably diner rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, you know, I'm landing on international runway. I'm and like the, the pace of it and the, the passion in it. It's just, it's got that like excitement and optimism that obviously people felt in the fifties yeah. with that sort of rock and roll music. And I, I just love that. It's just, it's a fun song you know, celebrating, obviously he feels passionate about being back in the USA and he's celebrating that and he's happy about that. And I just, I just love the feel of it. And uh, All right. Yeah. Amazing record. Mm. Let's give it a spin. Here it is. 
of California to the shores of the Delaware Bay. Uh-huh. You can bet your life I did till I got back in the USA. So we had Chuck Berry there, uh, clean suits and how the guitar was a part of the outfit, definitely for Chuck Berry. But next up, we're going to go for someone that in more recent years, I've absolutely fell in love with. I've always liked him, but in most more recent years, I've properly got into him. And like the late 60s has been more kind of a thing for me. Mm. Um, and he is Jim Morrison, isn't he? What what he what do you like a bit about Jim Morrison, Ollie? Jim Morrison is his lyrics for me is one of the big things like mm, big, I mean poetry. The, the, the classic one like Riders on the Storm like what what story that tells of the you know the killer on the road and like it's just you can I love listening to that song in the dark with headphones on um and especially that like the beginning like the rundown on the keys which makes oh, it feel yeah. like the rain falling and you know if you listen to that in the dark and you can really picture his what he's singing about you can you can just see it as as clear as a film oh know, proper like, like spatial audio yeah, in it going on it's, it's a soundscape yeah yeah it's absolutely phenomenal and it just yeah it's painting painting pictures with words that and that's you know i think that's the true when you've really mastered your art you know and in terms of sound as well that kind of rain sound effect yeah. not many people have done that without it sounding tacky have they? No, but the, that's the, the it. doors nailed that didn't yeah, they yeah that's absolutely phenomenal and yeah it's just that it's that and watching a lot of his live performance and stuff it's the the real like passion he puts into it and i've mentioned passion a lot already with different performers so it's you know it's a it's a common thread but jim morrison just gives it that he almost some of his performances he gets almost like possessed or, yeah you know, yeah it's yeah. real and i think um it's like this is the end that like, he's yeah, properly possessed in that, i mean like. i think i think at the end of that studio session he smashed the studio <laughs> after they finished recording it you know they well, did well, it all, in, do, yeah. all can... in one take just like to be oh, honest though how disappointed would you be if you found out at the end of recording that he went and had an early night it, <laughs> yeah. that, that just doesn't work out like <laughs> nice one lads i'm off to, i'm off home now can... top session tonight <laughs> the, yeah exactly the, the weird lyrics he's just shouted about the the subject matter of it, father, I want to kill you, mother. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a, yeah, it, it, that is the absolute kind of late 60s mm. West Coast rock star. And it's, you know, and I, th- I think one of the performances he did of um, The End actually inspired um, Iggy Pop because uh, mm. he was in the audience that night and he picked up a lot of his like stage moves and things like that. that makes so a if lot you of kind sense. of look at yeah. what Iggy Pop sort of does and the sort of energy and feel he tries to create his gigs you can you can see the similarities there you know yeah yeah one of my favorite things to do when i used to work in the shop and it was uh before we'd opened up in the day do you remember 
uh, <laughs> was to put on uh, Lust for Life Full Blast and yeah. dance like... But for, for context, for people that don't know, I've never witnessed me do this. I haven't done it in ages, a few years. Yeah. But um, on uh, if you watch... Iggy Pop went on... Um, it was Jules Holland. Jules Holland, of yeah, course yeah. it was. Yeah, Jules Holland. And the Blossoms are in the back watching, weren't yeah. they? And uh, Iggy Pop comes on playing with Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like... Josh Hom welcomes him on stage. The drummer from the Arctic Monkeys, I think, was that's on the drums. It, here, like, yeah, they uh, played Lust for Life. And yeah. Iggy Pop just absolutely lets himself... Oh, the music takes over him, doesn't it? He's got yeah. he's got a blazer on. No T-shirt. No T-shirt. <laughs> he's kind of giving a little tease of a bit of shoulder. <laughs> his arms are going everywhere. That man... What is in but, his system, I do not what know. What performance, though? It's absolutely An amazing performance. Yeah. I, I genuinely think... If I had to list kind of live performances I'd have loved to have witnessed, yeah. that'd be <laughs> that'd one be of one them. Of them. Like it's amazing. That is absolute. That is pure rock and roll, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and you don't see that as much. No, nowadays. But that is that's a true kind of rock and roll mm. frontman, isn't it? But yeah, who are we on about? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. <laughs> but yeah, talking about Jim Morrison's clothing. Then, um, what springs to mind when you think of Jim Morrison? It's like the. The leather jackets mm. and like the leather trousers as well that he wore. Like, there's a, a performance they did of um, Light My Fire. I think it was the Ed Sullivan performance. Right. Um, where he's just standing there in the middle and just singing, like, um, yeah. being fairly ominous, you know. And that, that sort of outfit, the black leathers, that really is what springs to mind for me. Oh, it's that uh, ultimate the kind of biker look. And yeah, it, yeah. Like, Late you, 60s counterculture look, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, you think along know, the... Around the same time as Easy Rider comes out, that's yeah. a massive film in America, and then you've got Jim Morrison. That mm. that he must have just been the coolest guy yeah. walking the Sunset great, Strip. Great hair as well. Always oh, amazing hair! Yeah, yeah. Right. and how I'm older than him. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous how he died at 27. The guy looks like he's lived a life. Yeah, he lived a life by the time he was 18, probably didn't he? Yeah. But proper cool guy. I um. Yeah, for me the same, like denim jackets, leather jackets. Um, but there's a picture there I've got of him in a uh, like a almost like a denim jacket with a bit of like a, like a sherpa collar. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's that proper like not hippie, but kind of like West Coast denim head, the kind mm. of laid back look, hippie inspired, bit of rock and roll, bit of biker in there. But it's that really cool um, LA look, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's what you can put it down to, and that LA look. LA it? look. Like, it's pr- once upon a time in Hollywood that he. I remember watching that and thinking, I wish Jim there was someone as Jim Morrison in it. It would have just added it all been, up together, yeah, wouldn't it? Because yeah. there's even the joke, isn't there, in it? Because Sharon Tate was friends with uh, Jim Morrison and Jay Sebring, yeah, and there's yeah. the joke about when they're listening to um, Paul Revere and the Raiders, and it. That's in his. I'm going to tell Jim Morrison you're dancing <laughs> yeah. to this, but yeah, I um, Jim Morrison's cool. I bet he he mm. must probably. A, difficult guy to know yeah but um in terms of style very cool yeah and he's the musical output of the doors is unbelievable as yeah well, you know uh, speaking of like my fire i um i think it was the last time i saw matt berry at the academy in manchester a few years ago they played that as an encore mm. and matt berry the, the whole band that looks like the, for him that yeah one. they look like they've stepped out of a 70s old gray whistle test and they played that and i was like oh my god this is the closest i'll ever see to the yeah. doors and it was he just looked like that song it was it was great but he's another one any mm. cool style as well matt berry but yeah so we'll head on over now to the 
Doors track. Um, and I'll let you introduce this one, Ali. What have we got? So for The Doors, we've got Peace Frog off of the um, it Morrison Hotel album. So Anything that stands out for you about this track in particular? It's just the musicianship on it absolutely phenomenal guitar playing yeah just for me it, it's that classic late it's that 60s riff. yeah it's phenomenal it's almost like funk guitar or something oh, isn't it yeah it's, it's definitely crossing over into that that you get sort of in that like mid 70s and that that's you know maybe one of the starting points of that late 60s sort of guitar playing but yes yeah, for me is that and the the keys work on it as well and oh, I, what amazing. I love about the doors as well is they never really had a bass player either it was no, all just yeah, the yeah. left hand of the keys you know and of course i've never really thought about that yeah, yeah, yeah. there's I not think, really a... i think they might have done on like tunes like roadhouse blues and stuff like that but yeah it's mostly especially if you listen to the first record it's all just the left hand in the keys mm. i think he had like a bass fender Rhodes or something like that so um, it's almost like a little um i don't know it's like almost like a not like this but it's like a cabaret band isn't it it's like background music that is not for the background no. it, it's yeah it. very delicate some of the tunes with jim morrison's kind of gruff singing on yeah, top yeah, proper cool no definitely. other band really like it i'd say but yeah let's give it a spin here it is Dead blood in the streets, it's up to my ankles. 
Okay, so from Jim Morrison, we're going to go someone not too distant, far from that kind of look, mm. I think, and someone I know we really admire. And I know in recent years, we both really got into his music, yeah, yeah. didn't we? Um, who have we gone for, Ollie? Uh, John Fogerty, a Credence Clearwater Revival. One of the best bands ever. Oh, yeah, they? I mean... Yeah, his, his voice, guitar playing, harmonica playing, is uh, something else. Just the whole, yeah, like, I, it's one of them bands, isn't it? I think when I first started listening to them, a lot more anyway, you, I didn't realise how much I knew. Mm. You kind of listen and go, oh God, it's this, it's this, it's this. But I don't know, it's what a, growing up in that time, the soundtrack to that era yeah, must have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, they were just capturing that sort of magic of the late 60s really i mean like i remember reading a, an article in a guitar magazine about john fogarty and one of the like the the paul quotes on it was like a whatever john fogarty was having for breakfast in 1969 <laughs> i want all of it yeah like, yeah whatever you know he was just sitting down writing classic tunes just left right and center and i i think um i watched a there's a there's a great film on them on netflix it's about their um live at the albert hall gig oh, in 1970 right. it's literally just after a few days after the beatles split up um that must have been a and, bit of a uh, tough gig yeah so i think they took the reins sort of for a little while as like the biggest band you know mm. um and in that film like john Fogerty says like oh yeah um one of his first songs he wrote uh was proud mary if not was the first one and you think of how much of a classic that's become from the likes yeah. of Tina Turner and from Credence themselves. You know, it was a it was a number one selling single, I believe. The mood in that room on that gig must have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. They must have been. I, I mean, I've not seen the documentary. I'd like to see it, but I imagine I don't know if they speak about it. But mm. walking on that stage must have been terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Not only your the Beatles have just broken up. They've probably got the same fan base. They're mm. going to be all yeah, a yeah. bit annoyed. But you're in they you're in their neck of the woods yeah. and you're on their turf that yeah but it's it's um it's a phenomenal gig so if you haven't like seen it it's so worth checking out because the first bit of the film's like a little bit of a documentary and you just you see them on tour like going around europe and you just get to see them just like walking around the streets just mm. in like see the clothes they're wearing see just the general what the 60s look like in like the lights of paris and things like that yeah, you know it's yeah. just I, I love seeing things like that um in films and you just catch them like pretty candid just talking to the camera like oh you know yeah having a great time on tour whatever you know um but yeah it's just yeah phenomenal film if you haven't seen it you've got worth checking it out so yeah. when it comes to credence then when when you think of them what what are the bits of clothing that come to mind it's definitely got to be like the you know the levi jeans yeah um and you know the the check shirts the plaid shirts and you know um, it's like double denim wrangler yeah, kind of yes that 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 classic yeah again you know going off sort of the same tangent as jim morrison you know like that that denim you know denim jackets yeah it's always jeans they're wearing you know um neckerchiefs as well and uh, because of them i've really got into wearing neckerchiefs as well yeah um, it's just cool a, look. yeah it's a great look you know a couple like, double denim neckerchief i'd for me i just can't beat it it's yeah one of those top looks in it, it, it the a picture that i found of uh, john foggy i thought was quite cool he's got an mm. m65 jacket on a military jacket with a plaid shirt and a pair of uh, jeans and i think uh, it was at that time wasn't it where the, the vietnam war was going on and all kind of john Fogerty and like the, the hippie movement everyone kind of mm. involved in that were kind of so against 
the war that they were wearing military uniforms as a bit of a middle finger to the establishment. Yeah. But how cool does he look in that jacket? That- yeah, it looks great. And that's just like on a casual day off probably as well. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of sitting on a bench like... I'm assuming he's on like... I think he's on a boat there, isn't he? But mm. um, yeah, it's just a casual day out and that's just what he looks like. And he's he's yet again that thing of like he's ready for stage there. You know? Yeah. Like he's... I love that late 60s look of kind of... Mm. Not so much of what musicians were in on stage, but I think what they were wearing in between. When you see like pictures of the Beatles, just that what they were in their downtime, how laid back everything was. Yeah, but, but it's still cool stuff though. Isn't yeah, because it, it's like, funny because what was probably quite um, laid back or sort of deemed as scruffy then, in comparison to what people wear now in their di- downtime yeah. of joggers and things, that 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 looks really smart yeah it well, looks i mean really like, cool. what he's wearing there i'd quite happily go on stage with that oh definitely like whereas back then you go on stage with that i might have still been a bit informal yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah that's what a cool look and um yeah. we've got another picture of john Fogerty there um as we said in a uh neckerchief and yeah. that's really cool and it's that kind of and western that, the shirt he's wearing as well so it's like a, it's a blue like plaid shirt mm. um and i saw him at the um manchester arena like this year absolutely phenomenal concert it was like the credence celebration tour and it's just the amount of hits that guy's written and was playing and his voice was <laughs> phenomenal you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and he, he he pulled out he had this guitar for i think that's when they played fortunate son right at the end and his guitar matched the pattern on his shirt <laughs> you know i was like that that's a man who knows what he likes yeah he, like, he likes like his check patterns, and, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah like but yeah it was just believable and i think it was that it might even be that same shirt but um could have been easy i suppose yeah it? so see um, that looks like it's a bit there's a brand the beach boys used to wear called pendleton um that's a band we should have included in this list thinking off the top yeah, of my head we should but, have done, yeah. but pendleton um, we can mention them now it's yeah fine, but so. the beach boys there we go yeah. but yeah it looks a bit like a pendleton now i wonder if it is the, the beach boys had one very similar that they wore i could be on a cover of surfing safari i'm not too sure right but um yeah it's a very cool look and it's those type of shirts that then looked really cool if you're in the south of america that very cool as well but yeah, yeah. over here now you can get very bad ones from Tesco, which yeah. is or Asda, which is our version of Walmart, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. um but if you wear them right and you get them from the right place, you got very a, cool. You got a classic look going on there, isn't you? You yeah, have, yeah. yeah. And you can pick up really cool vintage ones then, mm. can't you, if you yeah, find yeah. them right. But um yeah. I mean this one I know for the both of us it was quite a hard one to pick a song for. But we've gone for one anyway. And um, what is it? What have we chosen? Um, we've gone for Travelling Band off mm. of uh, Cosmos Factory. It's my, I think it's my favourite Credence album. Um, I mean, the just run through the, the name alone as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, I th- I've got a feeling that was the name of their rehearsal room. I think. Oh, okay. So because um, right. the picture on the cover um, after watching that film was th- that's their rehearsal room. No way. Um, so um, yeah, so I think that's what their rehearsal room was called. Um, but yeah, it's a great album. It's great guitar playing, great songwriting. One of my favourites on there as well, Run Through the Jungle. Ah, oh, man. It's proper it, Vietnam era song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like, um, I remember like when we play that out and about, that's a great one to mix, isn't oh, it? Just yeah. you got it's that, that bit, feedback yeah, at the beginning. You can yeah, really fade that into a song. But it works over any tune, doesn't it? Oh, and well, any, so, yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> I remember once you put the wheels on the bus on <laughs> yeah. and then it followed by that and everyone was like... I definitely didn't. <laughs> but it would work. It would work so well. It sounded like the bus was tearing <laughs> yeah. up the tarmac or the asphalt for the American listeners. 
But um, is it asphalt in America? I don't know. I think it is. to me, I'm afraid. But <laughs> American listeners, I apologise if it's not, but I'm pretty sure it is. Like asphalt. Yeah. Like asphalt, that sounds too British. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, back on track. So we're picking <laughs> off of that album, a travelling band. Travelling band. Um, one of my favourite bits in it is when you have like the band drop out but the drums keep playing through and John Foggy is just screaming over the top of it with those Amazing beautiful voice. vocals. So yeah, listen out for that. But yeah, one of my favourites. Well, here it is. Seven thirty seven coming out of the sky. Oh won't you take me down to Memphis on a Okay, welcome back. John Fogarty there. More late 60s call. Cool. And now we couldn't reduce this one down to one person. So we're going for two. And it's not just late 60s, it's the whole 60s. They took over the 60s and they took over the world. And it is, of course, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Uh, have you heard of these before? Maybe. Maybe Paul. i think not sure on the other guy. They were born in London <laughs> in... Uh, 1957 <laughs> i think and then but yeah no they're from liverpool actually uh, but yeah um, that that little town in the north of england liverpool yeah. i think yeah. it's safe to say we're both fans of their work aren't we yes uh, to put it mildly yeah but um i mean it's hard just to i mean for most of these i've been saying to you when you think of like this person what mm. comes to mind in terms of clothing but the beatles had so many different looks that it's um hard to narrow it down just to one favorite isn't it? What, yeah. But let's talk about an era then. In terms of the Beatles, when it comes to clothing, what what so era do you like my, best? My kind of favourite era is their middle, like, 65, mm. mainly 66 era. Because um, Revolver's my 
my favorite album of me all. too I'd i'm gonna be boring my... and sound like i'm just saying like, yeah, yeah me too yeah. but yeah no i agree but it's for me that's my favorite album i'd say of all time that's like my desert island album yeah. you know i can because i'm on a, a real like rabbit hole with revolver at the moment i've listened to it a couple of times a day for the past week now <laughs> so i'm really well, the thing is about that the album track, though but... there is literally a song for every mood yeah, on there, yeah. isn't it? You don't often get that with an album. And it's no. Not, it's not all just one speed. It's not. It's, it's literally got everything on there yeah, you want. It's, you can, they're crossing over to that, you know, that Sgt. Pepper and the late later Beatles period. But this that album really captures that, like, experimental nature with all the backwards guitars, the tape yep. loops, the, you know, just trying to reinvent the recording studio, which people weren't really doing then. It was just like, no. you know, you go in, you make your record, you know, you, you record it in three hours. There's your single. That's done. Any tracks you got left, well, just stick them on the album, you know, whereas the Beatles are changing the format of that, you know. And yeah, for me, it's that's my favourite era. And clothes wise as well, there's a great picture of McCartney. I should have included it on here um, of him sitting down. I think he's he's about to play like the solo for tax man that he plays. He's sitting down with his Epiphone casino. One of my favorite guitars of all time. Um, he's got a great, just like, um, I'm not sure if it, I can't remember if it's a turtleneck or just a normal jumper, but it's just sitting there. Got great, lovely, smart trousers on. He's got the coolest, like sunglasses that mm. I've ever seen. And I, like, I've been talking to you about and both of us have been trying to track down what sunglasses they are. Yeah. The, the closest we can kind of find is like Curry and Paxton. They're pretty yeah. accurate. But, um, but yeah, just want to want to know what they are. So if anyone out there knows what they are. And know. speaking of um, Tomorrow Never Knows, actually, something that comes to mind when you were just saying that mm. is being ahead of its time. It has the same thing for me as what Space Oddity by David Bowie has. When you find out when yeah. it was written, you can't, you're like, how did that sound mm. come out of that But it's, it's even like, when you go to songs like She Said, She Said, like mm. John Lennon's writing lyrics like, oh, you know, I know what it's like to be dead. I mean, people weren't, writing yeah, that stuff in the 60s early 20s then, you know? yeah. yeah that's it like it's you know kind of saying oh this this pop stardom stuff isn't everything which is what you know pop stars aren't really supposed to say aren't they no you know, no no like, yeah that's what made him so cool i guess yeah, right? yeah. so yeah. it's not even just down to like the you know the recording and that sort of stuff being changed it was like the actual the lyrics and the music side of it was you know yeah being revolutionized as well but i, I think i love that era for the beatles as well because in their downtime the for me, with the Beatles, it's like mm. the jackets they had. What a jacket collection for any band, like the suede. Oh, the suede jacket. The leather jackets. So soul. cool. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. It, that is like, yeah, what I like to think as as like British West Coast American look. It's yeah. like British people trying to dress like what exactly. people are dressing like across the pond. Mm. It's really cool, isn't it? And I mean, they're, they're late 60s looks as well. Like, mm. I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, the recent Get Back film or recent as a couple of years ago i mean yeah. i've watched it probably about six or seven times through no, now i, I do I not love blame it. you yeah but the, the clothes in that i mean some of the stuff george harrison wears he's like um he's got a beautiful like red shirt i'm not sure if it's like boots. a denim shirt yeah maybe not the boots <laughs> maybe not the you boots you can keep the boots but um but yeah it's like those you know that there's a beautiful red shirt he wears i'm not sure if it's like a denim shirt or something like it looks like a similar sort of style oh yeah, um, yeah. but it's, it's just stuff like that really cool with like the you know blue jeans it's just like looks casual again but looks smart you yeah know, and that the, the colors of that era on stage yeah yeah it's like what they were wearing on the rooftop what yeah aside from like the clothes like just the colors they're wearing there's um yeah ringo's got that bright red mac yeah, yeah. Uh, george has got green trousers 
a big furry, furry yeah, like yeah, yeah john's got the big brown fur coat and i think it's mccartney what's he it's wearing got, it's just wearing a suit isn't it? just wearing just a like, suit but it's know. like the contrast of them what they're wearing the colors it but looks it all so just, cool it all goes together it all it, shouldn't yeah. work but it but, um, absolutely does yeah. doesn't it there's a funny story about uh george harrison's shoes actually it just reminded me Go on. um i'm trying i think it was when they were filming i might be wrong here, but it was, it was around the time they were filming magical mystery tour um and they went in this little uh like chinese restaurant and see where they used to normally like the roadies carry the money for them and things like that there was no roadies there it was just just the Beatles, i think and the wives who were having like some food um and it gets to the end of the meal and then they realize they haven't got any money and then they're all going oh yeah well normally you know like we've, we'll pop out and we'll come back and pay here and obviously the people who run the restaurant weren't very happy with that <laughs> so george harrison had these like handmade um like indian boots i think i'm not sure if they're the ones that he's wearing and get back or different ones but he had some like handmade like indian shoes that he'd got from his travels out there and um he, he took them off and ripped open the back of them and uh he'd like stuffed a load of like 10 pound notes in there <laughs> so like that was obviously like his emergency stash like if he got in trouble he had a couple of you know a bit of a few wow. notes in the bottom of his shoes so i wonder if they asked he asked him to can you make a, a hidden compartment for me in there <laughs> yeah, wow but yeah so he just like tore the bottom of these shoes off pulled these notes out and then paid the chinese food bill and then left <laughs> well so, it came in handy didn't yeah, it? he knew what it. he knew that's what it. he was doing a little bit of trivia for you there, very good i like that story <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna pass that off as my i'm gonna edit this and manipulate the sound <laughs> to sound like I said that (laughs) and you'll be like wow great story Tom if you could just say that now so I could uh, splice that in earlier just say wow great story Tom that'll do thank you very much (laughs) but uh, yeah so this is near enough an impossible task isn't it for us to pick a Lennon and McCartney song so because it is impossible um, we will pick two different songs but uh, there's a reason why uh, it's going to follow with a McCartney song that this uh, Beatles tune or Lennon McCartney song is because we're going to come back and briefly talk about Paul mm. McCartney after. But um, what's the first song, Ali? So the Beatles tune we went for uh, is I Want to Hold Your Hand. So I kind of, I'd suggested this one because I, I know for a fact this was one of their tunes that they they sat together and wrote on the same piano, eyeball to eyeball, as mm. I think the phrases they use. Um, I think it was in the basement of the Asher's house where Paul McCartney was living at the time. Um, And yeah, this was one of those tunes that they actually, they sat together and wrote it together. And rather than just like Paul went to John's house and I've got part of this song, like, should we work on this together? It was, they both wrote it together. Yeah. Exactly 50-50 split. So I thought, as you know, we were kind of talking about both of them. I thought it'd be a perfect one to kind of... Perfect. Well, here they both are.
Okay, so there we had Paul and John, and then we had Paul on his own with... What did we have, Ollie? Too Many People. Too Many People. Brilliant tune. But the reason why we played Paul McCartney then is just because we wanted to bring him back on his own. Um, and here he is. No, no, not, no, no unfortunately. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> we wish. But, um, yeah, we wanted to bring him back on his own because there's something notable about Paul's style that what it went into that um, we, I know we both really like. Yeah. But it's the Argyle um, jumpers uh, he wore, the Fair I like, Sorry, I like to call it McCartney Core. McCartney Core. Very cool. <laughs> so when he moved up to Scotland... Bought a farm, had a sheepdog. He lived the life, didn't he? But I love that look. What mm. What do you think? It's just like, it, it's almost like one of those where we've been talking about what people dress like on their off days yeah, and yeah, yeah. the downtime. And it's just uh, those sort of jumpers, they're, they're having a real resurgence, I think, at the moment. Definitely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like, particularly in Manchester and that. It's quite, uh, you know, that sort of the the vintage look, the yeah. or the, the thrifted look, if you like. The thrifted you know. look. Um, Th- those sort of patterns those sort of styles are really are really coming back into popularity and it's just a I don't know it's just just a comfortable jumper isn't it you know you stick yeah, them on yeah. you can go out the house and obviously well, I mean, for McCartney at... living on his farm oh perfect, yeah perfect you know? like, but look at Paul Weller Paul Weller's wearing it because of like the the um suede kind of influence mm. but you're not telling me he doesn't wear ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fear Isle Sweaters and Argyles because yeah. of just that. I reckon definitely influenced by Paul McCartney, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we thought that would be a notable mention there, didn't we? Mm. Paul dressed in his um, nice patterned jumpers, Fair Isles. Yeah, and but it's funny now, now he's got older, he's almost gone back to the suits now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's <laughs> gone, yeah, he's come back around, hasn't he? Yeah, and yeah. it's um, it's a very standard now, isn't it? Mm. White shirt, blue suit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although, like, there's a video I saw of him where, annoyingly, he's being bothered by someone, but he's just walking around Manhattan on his own, crossing the road. Mm. But he looks like a an older French man, if yeah. you know what I mean. He's got like a a long coat, and it's like the long scarf he's got. He looks like a very sophisticated, wealthy French man, yeah, yeah. like an architect. Or well, they something. they always love that French style, especially in the Beatles. Didn't oh, they? definitely, like the Beatles, yeah. You know, like, very uh, French. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, there's that story about John used to. Um, uh, sit in the corner of. That was Paul. When, uh, sorry, that's Paul. Where, that's um, what I meant. Michelle Paul. came from singing that, Michelle, yeah. but he'd do it in a French accent when he <laughs> to a woo black women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, fair enough. Well done, Paul. Well yeah. done. <laughs> but now uh, leaving Paul McCartney and um, on to someone that who, when they came around, um, 
and they kind of really started their changed everything didn't really it? changed yeah. everything so much so that the Beatles are in the audience going oh my god he's changed everything yeah, yeah. um Jimi Hendrix um I know again we both love Jimi Hendrix mm. but um straight off the cuff then Ollie what comes to your mind when you think of Jimi Hendrix it's, and clothing so the the classic look of those military jackets that I think he would have got from was that Lord Kitchener's valet or something? Yeah, like that, yeah. That I was on. Lord Kitchener's valet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Um, you know, so he, it was those sort of, you know, his veterinary corps jacket. That's the yeah, real yeah, standout yeah. one. I think where he's playing at the marquee. Proper little drummer boy yeah, kind of yeah. tunic. It's got yeah. like a sunburst, like mid '60s strat, mm. and it's just that's the classic Kendrick look for me. It's always funny, isn't it? Because it's like Adam and the Ants years later in the yeah, New Romantics. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like giving a nod back to Hendrix and the Definitely. psychedelic era. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a great look. Like, and I remember when I was like teenager playing in bands around South End and that, that was, I, I had a couple of those like military jackets and I used to wear them at gigs, like just from a direct influence from Hendrix, you know, because yeah, I, yeah. I loved his, and I still do love his music so much and his guitar playing really changed everything for, you know. No, there's never been everyone. anyone like him and no, I never... No was before then and the funny thing about Hendrix is you can watch old Junior Walker and the Mm. All-Stars performances and he was one of the All-Stars one of the background but he looked more like he dressed like Chuck Berry then didn't he he was part of that era and then whatever happened he flicked went full Mm. on late 60s that flower power and I think not only did he influence everyone um, music wise but look at uh, Jagger like Mick Jagger was wearing like um British army uniforms yeah, and that kind of, of them on tunics. Top of the box exactly, uh, yeah. Of it, yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of uh, Hendrix definitely did a lot more, I think, than just influence music. As oh yeah, I mean well. you can you can look at um Cream as well as oh, a direct, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. how they changed you know, they were they were already sort of a psychedelic ish blues band, but after watching Hendrix that was when, you know, Clapton went the full hog then and yep. Ginger really Baker in, properly yeah, like yeah. embraced, but it's all those those psychedelic shirts, the flowery mm. loose shirts, cord trousers, and that's that's the big one I always take away with Hendrix as well as like cord trousers, cord trousers. Like that, you know, it's interesting. Isn't it? Like th- the clothes that I don't know with that look, even in their downtime, they were dressing like they yeah, should yeah. have been on stage, and you think how comfortable must that have yeah. been? But <laughs> I don't know. You they see look, all those amazing videos at Carnaby pictures. Street, yeah, yeah. and they all look like that, don't they? Yeah. You know, and then you go to bands, you know, all of the bands that influence. Obviously, the Beatles are doing that with all their Sergeant Pepper uniforms as well. Mm. You know, um, you've got the likes of like the very early performance of Status Quo as well. Pictures of Matchstick Men, yeah. you see that on the BBC with the frilly shirts and those military jackets yeah. and the long hair. At what know. point did it go? No. Yeah. Leather vests and <laughs> yeah. denim vests. Get rid of the double denims and low low hung guitars. Yeah, oh god. Three chords. Dress but. like you. Yeah, you drive a rent a cab. Yeah. in Brighton. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but you, yeah, you you look at that and you know all those bands that influenced around that time with the, the I mean like I mentioned Cream. Mm. You know they really went for the psychedelic thing and I mean Eric Clapton got his guitar painted in all psychedelic yeah. paint from um, the Fall. I think they were, they were the the art movement who did all the Sergeant Pepper inner sleeves and the Apple boutiques. It's all it's all a big melting pot then of Definitely. You know, fashion, art, music. It's just like what time. The thing about that era you know? as well, if you didn't understand what was going on, you you must have really not understood. Yeah. Like it's not like I guess like now the lang kind of like 
the language of the clothing people are wearing, you can kind of make sense of it a bit. But yeah. I suppose then a lot of people were still walking down the street wearing bowler hats, ties, three-piece suits. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other hand, you've got people wearing kind of the most extravagant outfits mm. going. It was a complete polar opposite, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see that, especially when you watch like that, the Get Back film again when it goes down, when they're playing on the roof and it goes down to all the people mm. um, in the street and that. And yeah, you see the people, just the workers, the suits, the ties, the bowler hats. And, yeah. you know, so you just think of how different that was. To it didn't them. seem to be an in-between. It was like very conservative or very, very hippie. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, just yeah. Grey, dark clothing and then the out there, Hendrix big hair, yeah, purple yeah. cords, military jackets, you know. Yeah, but yeah, what an era. Yeah. And um We'll hear some music from that era now. Um, and as always, Ollie, what track have we gone for for yeah, Hendrix? Cross Down Traffic from uh, Electric Ladyland. Brilliant so tune. Always a, you know, a really high energy one and yeah, love it. Perfect. Need we say more? Here it is. From Hendrix then, and someone that's had a mention a few times, and it's the means it's the perfect time to move on to him, and it is Mick Jagger, and um, again, both massive fans of Mick mm. Jagger, and I've, there's a picture on screen now, Ollie, which you can see, but um, it is my favourite Mick Jagger look of all time. He's wearing a beautiful black and white check suit. He's got um, some two-tone shoes on. That's and great, that with a black shirt hair. as well. Yeah, it? I I don't know that there's a cooler look. No. Like, what a guy. But um, 
yeah, what comes to your mind when you think of Mick Jagger and clothing? Well, it's it's a big it's a big question that one because there's mm. so many eras of. I mean, even if like you just Beatles. you look at the Stones as well, you know. Um, I mean, because he had some really extravagant outfits in the eighties and that. You know, yeah, but yeah. It's that the the one that I first think to is that like mid sixties, like early Stones. You know, when they're doing the tunes like Satisfaction, Little Red Rooster, they've got that little bit of the mod influence in there and then the kind of American influence in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there's a great um, picture of them. I think it's it's on one of their EPs that they recorded at Chess. And it's just like Mick Jagger's got like a jumper on, like some just like white jeans or whatever. And it, it's just great look, you know. Yeah, like, it's like, again, like, yeah contemporary at the time mm. but so classic that it'll oh, always yeah. work and it? then moving into the late 60s obviously they go through that 67 when they're doing like painted black and that they're all sort of wearing those military jackets and all that hendrix influence again um and then moving to the late 60s he's wearing the more like flowing stuff and you know the big the like the white top that he wears for um, oh, yeah, when yeah, they yeah, do yeah. um hyde park for brian jones and you know, it's just so many timeless looks for Jagger and he can do all of them. That's yeah. what, that's, what, <laughs> that's, what's, I, yeah, that's what's great about it. He can pull all of them off. I mean, there's another one here where he's wearing like, you know, like a classic, like just like rugby shirt. Rugby shirt, he just, yeah. He still looks like a rock star. I, I he, particularly like that one because it's almost like an Ivy League look. It's a bit of a mm. nod to kind of, it's almost like a bit of a preppy look. But yeah, it's an outfit that kind of shouldn't work for him, but it does. It's almost like... Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not this kind of I think upper class man, but I'm wearing upper class yeah. clothing. And I think there's a there's a picture of him. I think I think it's with Diana Ross, and he's wearing like a similar outfit. And it's like even looking that setting, you know, like they're out in some jazzy place or whatever, and he's dressed like that, and he still looks like a rock star. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I, I know for you when you go on stage, the, the Rolling Stones as well. They're kind of like a big influence, aren't they, yeah. for the way you dress and even the way you play? Why, yeah. why do you think that is in particular with the Rolling Stones? I think well. um Kind of going on a bit of a side note, um, Keith Richards has always been, for like stage performance and that, it's always been a big thing for me. Mm. Um, just I like, so I remember as, as a kid, I was learning guitar, I was doing my first gigs and things like that. And I really sat and studied kind of how Keith Richards moved on stage and how just, because he just looks effortlessly cool yeah. and every single bit he puts on the guitar is played with like passion but it looks effortless yeah and it just you know it's great to watch and seeing the stones live a couple of times in person as well like he's you know he's still I, got I, it, I was funnily you know. enough on about that today to someone else that i will never understand why when you went to see the rolling stones in liverpool what was i why didn't i get tickets yeah why did <laughs> Why didn't I? And then Charlie Watts died. What was he doing? I never saw Charlie. <laughs> what, what, what was I doing? Why? <laughs> what, 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 what happened? Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll be back. They'll be back. Cause they, Charlie they, Watts you know, won't be, will well, he? Well, he won't <laughs> What's be, going unfortunately. on? But, um, but, yeah. But, you know, so it's like that, that, that sort of style and Keith Richards as well, like leather jackets mm. and things like that. That's always, you know, still a big influence on me now, you know. But um, but for Jagger as well, I, I really learned a lot watching his performances and how he sort of connects with an audience because he is the he is the master. I think he's one of, if not the the top front man out there, really, because yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to control his crowd, no matter how big or small. Um, and and he's like, still absolutely got it. Yeah, hasn't and he? it's like Keith says about him. He says, "Well, you know, Mick Jagger, if he just had a little stool." 
and that's all the space he had. He could work that. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's he's a true professional. Yeah. Um, and that's what really amazes me about Jagger. Really, is just yeah. how he conducts his audience, and the audience are in the palm of his hand. Whatever he's doing. Yeah, no matter what. And yeah. uh, I think on that note, then let's give a spin of one of his tracks, Ollie. And you've chosen this one. What have you? So I've gone, gone for something a little bit different. We've had like quite a few high energy tunes. So I yep. thought I'd slow it down a little bit. One of my favourite early Stones records, Little Red Rooster. Beautiful record. Here it is. Okay, Mick Jagger we had just then, and now the next frontman we're moving on to, or this one is more of a singer-songwriter, I suppose, but it is the icon that is Bob Dylan. Now, for me, in terms of style, it's a particular era of Bob Dylan, Mm. I think. Uh, It's the early kind of uh, New York, lives in the village kind of... um, 
bohemian look yeah. for me but what what comes to mind with you ollie when you think so of clothing? I, so there's um there's a great picture of bob in the studio um I think my granddad's got a picture of it up in his um my granddad's a printer and he's got one up up in his like unit where he prints and it's a big picture of bob dylan he's just in a suit he's got wayfarer sunglasses on he's got an acoustic guitar he's got harmonica up in like a little harmonica holder and he's just there obviously you know recording a tune and it's just like that's one of the coolest looks i think i've ever seen yeah it's yeah, just it's yeah, minimal yeah. but it's sharp and it's just i don't know how how he does it i mean we've got a picture of um Bob up here, similar sort of look, like, but with a you know button-down shirt. He's got a Fender Jaguar he's playing there. It's harmonica, and he's got those sunglasses on again, just with a condenser mic just hanging round by him, you know. Yeah. And just for me, it's just what, what a just a sharp image. You look at that, and you know exactly what he's about. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. You totally. Know, yeah. Proper simplistic as well. You know, timeless. You look, you look at him from there, and you go like, it's going to be Bob's way or no way. No way. And that's yeah. You know? That's it's funny, isn't it? Because like, even if you go and see him now, he will play like a Rolling Stone, but it changed the words. You'll know. It? Yeah. Or or you'll just completely change the song. You'll yeah. be like, wait, I know the so I know the words, but yeah. I don't know what is this it? And yeah, it's still that's exactly you've hit the nail on the head. It is like it is Bob's way, isn't it? And uh, yeah. It always cool. has been. You know, but that that sort of era of 64, 65 is my real favourite era, like when he's doing, you know, Highway 61 revisiting yeah, and yeah. bringing it all back home and, you know, subterranean homesick blues and all of that. I, I love that era because he, when he's crossing over to Electric and he did the, the Newport Folk Festival and went Electric, that was uh, watching all the footage of that. It's absolutely unbelievable. The people booing him and he's like, you know, he's playing Maggie's Farm and there's a protest against the folk movement. In terms of lyrics as well, you don't get much better, do you? What's the home, subterranean homesick blues lyrics? Don't, ah, what's your parking meters? What's that? Wow, what's the lyric? Don't, don't follow don't preachers. Follow, don't follow leaders. Watch don't, your parking meters. That, isn't it? What yeah. an amazing yeah. lyric. If, it's not normally two things you put together. No, it, but, but yeah. just as like, if that had been the only little phrase he ever wrote, yeah. it would have been better than oh, yeah. most, well, wouldn't I mean, it? Yeah, it's like, it's almost, it's, it's pulling out the contradictory in every day, isn't it? That, you know, mm. like, yeah, you don't want to follow these leaders, but you'll obey your parking meter, isn't yeah, it? Right. It's absolutely, that, yeah. just capture that in a single line let alone clever as any his, scientist the rest to think of, of his, that. Yeah, yeah the rest of his back catalogue you know it's absolutely unbelievable really, uh, uh, amazing like, you know. and i think we witnessed some of those lyrics now what mm. have we gone for for a song so i've gone for um off of highway 61 revisited so not like a rolling stone we've gone for uh tombstone blues absolutely love the chorus in this one um yeah i just it blows my mind every time listening to it that's mm. the lyrics and the feel of it as well because it's just like those almost like straight ahead just like 12 bar blues but just done bob's way you know bob's as we way. were talking before you know great electric guitar i think from mike bloomfield i think it is mm-hmm. um and uh yeah just you can't beat that sound you know beautiful here it is Sweet pretty things on Vietnam, of course. The city fathers they're trying to endorse. The reincarnation of Paul Rivier's horse, but the town has no need to be nervous. The ghost of Bill Starr, she hands down her wits. 
to Jezebel and Nun. She violently knits a bald wig for Jack the Ripper, who sits at the head of the Chamber of Commerce. Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes. Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food. I'm in the kitchen where the tombstone blues. Bride in the penny arcade Screaming she moans I've just been made Then sends out for the doctor Who pulls down the shade And says my advice is to not Let the boys in Now the medicine man comes And he shuffles inside He walks with a swagger And he says to the bride Stop all this weeping Swallow your pride You will not die, it's not poison Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food I'm in the kitchen with the tombstone blue Well, John the Baptist, after torturing a thief Looks up at his hero, the commander-in-chief Saying, tell me, great hero, but please make it brief Is there a hole for me to get sick in? The commander-in-chief answers him while chasing a fly Saying, death to all those who would whimper and cry And dropping a barbell, he points to the sky Saying, the sun's not yellow, it's chicken Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food I'm in the kitchen with the tombstone blue The king of the Philistines, his soldiers to save Puts jawbones on their tombstones and flatters the graves Puts the Pied Pipers in prison and fattens the slaves Then sends them out to the jungle Gypsy Davy with a blowtorch, he burns out their camps With his faithful slave Pedro behind him he tramps With a fantastic collection of stamps To win friends and influence his uncle Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food I'm in trouble with the tombstone blues The geometry of innocent flesh on the bone Causes Galileo's math book to get thrown At Delilah who's sitting worthlessly alone But the tears on her cheeks are from laughter I wish I could give Brother Bill his great thrill I would set him in chains at the top of the hill Then send out for some pillars and Cecil B. DeMille He could die happily ever after Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food I'm in 
the kitchen with the tombstone blues. Okay, Bob Dylan to someone I know. This next artist is someone that formed probably most of mine and your music taste as yeah. soon as we heard him. It completely changed our lives. Yeah, yeah. And it is, of course, Mr. Paul Weller. Um, I know that, yeah, he's responsible for a lot of the music we like. And the good thing about Paul Weller is you fall in love with his music and everything about his look and everything else. And you look back and you discover mm. all these artists through him. But in terms of what he wears um because more than most of these he's probably like because of the whole mod thing he's kind of upheld as a style icon yeah, yeah. perhaps a, more than a lot of the others but what what comes to mind then obviously he's worn a lot of looks but what would you say is a quintessential Paul Weller look that you love I'd, I'd straight away is his like the Henley collar look mm. you know the going off the influence of like Steve Marriott like we were talking about earlier definitely you know? um that's my my real go to like solo era now because it, it would have been if he'd have asked me this question maybe like a couple of years ago maybe a few years ago i'd have gone like oh you know yeah the jam the suits yeah. the beatles influence there but now it's like i've really developed an appreciation for his solo work his 90s stuff um, is <laughs> yeah yeah it's completely like, right I mean, yeah. wild wood you know stanley road those albums are, <laughs> yeah blow your mind like. and it's, i know we've watched it together a lot of times mm. another jules on performance sunflower that you did the 90s yeah yeah he is, you can tell how much he's just studded Steve Marriott, can't yeah, he? Yeah. Like the Henley collar, the cords, we've got the picture here, but, and the haircut, everything about him. Yeah, yeah. He's, but what's good about it, he's gone to the 60s and brought it to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And i almost jealous of anyone that was of the right age to kind of, or imagine being a teenager in the nineties. If only I was a couple years older. Buying those records, having those singles coming out. Because all the music sounded like the sixties, but it was kind of, it was contemporary at the same time. Mm. And it was using all this new technology they couldn't have. And it's what the sixties would have sounded like had they been able to record in stereo Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all all the time. And it's amazing. There's a great performance I saw of him. I think he was playing the changing man. Yeah. And he played it in like a greenhouse. I can't remember what show it was on, but it was like, oh, you know, there's his nod to the Beatles there, like the paperback writer video. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Just to uh, talk about Weller's guitar for a second. It's uh, 1966 Epiphone Casino. And I know he's got one of those because that's what the Beatles used 
1966 and seeing that guitar live in the flesh is like that is my dream guitar that's in like a royal tan it's a beautiful guitar it sounds great obviously that beatles nod as well but the one that weller's got that would be my idea guitar that i love it sounds great Uh, and what's great about him as well is that a lot of these other artists yeah they look great in clothes but they don't ever talk about it but weller's documented a lot talking about clothes and he's a He's as passionate about clothes yeah, as yeah. he is everything else. Which oh, it's, is really it's good. as important as the sound of his records, you know. Like, yeah. which is which it's is the great, whole thing, know? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember like being young and just wanting to be Paul Weller, and it's funny, isn't it? Because Paul Weller is in his sixties, yeah. and like, when has that ever been? I don't know. There aren't many people of his age that you think I want to be that man. But no, like, no. It, yeah, it. what a cool guy! And I think even when we saw him recently, you think. I think he's still got it anyway. And I've, what I really like about him, I'd say his voice is better now yeah. than it was in the jam. It was, it's it aged. It was how diverse his set list was as well. Like yeah. He played... I was mean, it two hours, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. But it was like for the amount of different eras that he covered in that set list, you know, and there was, there was um, you know, a bit, of, bit in there for everybody, you know, because I'm not as... I'm, I'm a massive fan of Weller, obviously, but yeah. you're a, you know, a deeper fan than I am. So, but there was loads of stuff I knew, you know, the majority of the set, but then there's a few gems in there that maybe not everybody's quite heard of yeah. or, you know, deeper fans have heard that. So it was just, it was a great gig, you know. It just, was him pulling out Stanley yeah. Road was the one I was yeah, happy about. Yeah, I was kind of like this, yeah, one I didn't think I'd ever hear Broken live. Stones as well, oh, if yeah. I remember, wasn't it? Like, Amazing. What a beautiful song that is. Yeah, and like an era with Paul Weller that I really like, just because of my love of Ivy, is um, the Style Council. Mm. Um, and the picture there, as I'm sure I know, uh, Paul Weller fans will know, that is Paul Weller walking to the studio of Live Aid. Mm. Everyone else got um, sh- was chauffeured, and yeah, Paul Weller you telling me this. Yeah, now. Paul yeah, Weller yeah. thought you're all kind of hypocrites for, for doing charity, that. Isn't it? Yeah. And he walked there, and he's got a college scarf on, um, some selvage jeans, loafers, and a heavy herringbone coat, and. He's also got a cane, but it, how cool is it? He looks why, so cool. Why not? Have a why cane, not? Why He's not? Paul Weller. He yeah. can do what he wants. <laughs> and it's really funny. I think it's in the Style Council documentary. He talks about recording that. Mm. And he basically just says in a polite way that he hated everyone in the room. <laughs> and he got on with none of them. He felt no kind of... Well, it's everybody trying to out pop star each other, isn't it? Everyone was very much not. Well, that's the thing. Like everyone that. forgets that he's in it. I yeah. think I I did for a long time, and then you kind of like, of course, Paul Weller's in mm. it, and like you just don't think about it, and you forget that like they were the second band on live on uh, and uh, live yeah, aid. Live aid yeah, yeah, live yeah. aid opened. What did I say before? The Christmas uh, band aid was band aid. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. band aid. We, we knew what you meant. It's fine. It's Everyone fine. knew what Don't I meant. Band aid, but um, yeah, they the second band on Live Aid after Status Quo. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's amazing. Like, and I don't. I think they get a lot of kicks because they came after the Jam and all the rest of it. But um, I know a lot of their songs were rubbish. It, but I think no, it's amazing. Some, I mean, Walls Tumbling Down. I absolutely love that tune. Yep, Shout to the Top. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing tune. And that's a great when we DJ. That's always a favourite. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. There's always people that you think as well that won't know it and they know it. And they know it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love playing that one. Um, but yeah, I think we've come to a mutual agreement with our favourite era with Weller and that what we think is kind of a, an amazing album. Mm. Um, and it was either going to be Stanley Road or this one, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. what album have we gone for? Well, we've and gone what song? for the uh, 
Wildwood album, I believe. Wildwood, yeah. yeah. And we've gone for Amongst Butterflies. Mm. So, sorry, I have led you down the wrong oh, thing go. there, and I made you. I've just like made you. Make, yeah, I've made you make yeah. a mistake. It's because originally we're having Wildwood. We, we here we are. He makes these changes I, all the time. Yeah, I, I'm not. sorry. That's completely my fault. <laughs> it's not. I just did this to put Ollie down I'll in front what, of I'll, everyone. I'll let you do this. Bit yeah, we do, yeah. So it's off Paul Weller's first solo album, Paul Weller, and it's amongst butterflies. Terribly sorry, Ollie. Sorry, sorry. That that wasn't on purpose. Cheers, Tom. Anyway, here we go. Enjoy the tune. <laughs> Summer's kiss of love and adventure And every June that we fell into Left a mark upon us too It's forever as a moment we remember Oh, and we remember Okay, so that brings us to our last person, uh, frontman of the night. And it's someone that is a contemporary artist that 
me and Ollie have both fell in love with in recent years. And seen live as well. Actually, seen live, which is someone that I didn't think... No. I thought we could possibly... We might never see mm. him. But it is Aaron Fraser. Um, if you've not heard of him, uh, you may know Duran Jones and the Indications, a soul band. And Aaron Fraser is the drummer and backing singer. But uh, amazing voice, so much so that he's gone on to his solo stuff. Mm. Produced by Dan Auerbach, a hero yep. of yours, Ollie. And, um, but his style's amazing, isn't it? Mm. What? How would you describe your style to someone that doesn't know? I mean, it's that, it's, I think it's Ivy, really, mm. isn't it? You know, he's really taking that influence, that college style, you yep. know? Um, it was like how, you know, we mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Otis Redding, uh, that picture of him there. It's it's that same sort of, you know, the, the classic knits with the stripes down them. And it's like just, 1950s it's, Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. just a, what a great look, you know? Um, and there's a great performance of him playing for... Uh, CBS this morning that's just filmed in like a house and yeah. it's a great picture of him there just like in a red like coach jacket coach jacket and yeah I don't know how people feel about vests but for some some people can pull it off if you can jacket, pull it off it looks know? very like, cool yeah yeah I, yeah. yeah, you, yeah I, I, I think so I mm. think yeah you've got to be in the right setting you've got to be I think it helps to be American as well, if I'm I honest. I think so, yeah. If yeah. you're from Manchester, it doesn't... It's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're in America, I think it... it and he lives in, I think anyway, he lives yeah, yeah. like New York and Brooklyn. If you're going to dress like that, it's yeah, a place to do it. If you're going to look like a soprano, look like a soprano in soprano yeah, country. Yeah, that's it, that's it. And to be fair, um, the singer in my band, Jamie, he can pull off a, a vest and leather jacket or a coach jacket, you know, he can pull it off. So. He does. <laughs> he, he, he does it very well. And I, he, yeah, he's a big fan of Aaron Fraser as oh, well, yeah, isn't yeah. he? But yeah, I remember like seeing Duran Jones when um, they perform live and they did Aaron Fraser did a couple of his own songs didn't mm. he the thing that struck me I don't think I've been to a gig before where everyone's enjoyed it as much as that yeah there wasn't one person that wasn't dancing but, uh, it was a great band though like mm. tight as anything every single member was yeah locked into the groove and they all had their moments to shine in it and the songs are just great yeah. really, it they? was like <laughs> seeing um I don't know. It was like going back to a 60s kind mm. of Motown band and seeing it live. And it was just like, this is pure music, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's, that's, uh, that's, yeah. what it, that's all it is, isn't it? And, you know, that's all it should be, really, I think, you know. But, yeah, I, I mean, it was a great gig. And his, his vocals live are absolutely crystal clear. Yeah, he's got and that proper soprano range. Well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think he did one of his solo tracks, I think, on the night um, that's on his solo album. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just great to be able to hear that live. What, what's really cool as well, it must be cool for you as a big Black Keys fan and Dan mm. Auerbach, you can, on his solo record, you can hear that they're almost Dan Auerbach songs, but with a different singer, aren't they? Yeah, it's yeah. a great blend. Well, he's got that feel with his um, Easy Eye sounds in Nashville. You know, it's, yeah. you can, as he produces so many records, so many different styles. Um, there's two brothers that I, I really love on Easy Eye. They're called um, Hermanos Gutierrez. Um, just an instrumental duo um, playing, which sounds like a soundtrack to Spaghetti Western. Yeah, um, yeah. Two electric guitars, like vintage guitars, loads of spring reverb. Um, I just uh, got to see them, really fortunate to see them in London um, a couple of months ago and they're phenomenal live. Uh, Robert Finley as well, another guy they he produces and he's like a blues singer, an old, old blues Amazing singer from label, the South. Yeah, yeah, so it's the, the diversity he's really got on there, going from soul to blues to you know, instrumental sounding, yeah. you know, like uh, cowboy yeah. sounding tunes, you know, it's... You can tell Dan Auerbach, it's just, 
Yeah, he's not just another and label guy. He's a it. music and, fan, isn't and he? He wears a lot of those kind of Ida yeah. style stuff down our back, as well as the, you know, if you go back and look at the Black Keys, the leather jackets, the denim jackets, that classic. Remember when we saw know. the Black Keys, Dan Auerbach were proper called, didn't he? Like yellow Cuban shirt on, sunglasses. He looked, yeah. I think the thing is with, we should mention about Aaron Fraser, it's proper mm. mid-century menswear, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cool. It's that Mad Men era of... Um, but you never see him not looking sharp. You no, know, always, he always looks on, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a really cool guy. If you'd not h- heard of the brand before, people listening, Scott Fraser Simpson, that's um amazing account on um, Instagram. Aaron Fraser gets a lot of his clothes from there, like the knitwear, mm. um, like Pokey Lafarge that we both like. Yeah, he gets yeah. his stuff from there as well. But it's that mid-century he's, look. He's bang on with that style as well, isn't he? Because he yeah. used to be a lot more, Pokey Lafarge, he used to be a lot more like... 1940s influence didn't yeah, he? And yeah, now yeah. he's kind of crossed over to that um, 50s and yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah the, yeah and the block is it in the blossom of the shade his album is yeah, it? it's a great yeah. album if you've not come across pokey lafarge before the blossom of the shade is a great album yeah i mean yeah as well as aaron fraser check out pokey lafarge yeah, yeah. two amazing artists there and if i'd thought of him earlier pokey lafarge would have been one i'd, I'd, oh, I'd put yeah, straight in it. there but aaron fraser is the his album is still one that's evaded my uh, being added to my collection. I know you've got a copy. I, God knows how but, I did. Uh, I, I had just it on my watch list on Discogs for ages. One day it popped up at an actual reasonable price yeah. and I got it. I remember going to New York and trying to find it and I couldn't. And one day it just pops yeah, up on Discogs. I've, I've found with Dan Auerbach's like, labels, records, yeah. if you don't buy them when they come out... Yeah. You, you're, you're paying just, 100 quid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I ordered... I got Dan Auerbach's solo album because they repressed it and I had to order it from America to get it And because uh, I've wanted yeah. this second solo album for so long and, you know, I had to do it, it from America. But if you want it, you've got to, you know... Yep. It's one of those things, isn't it? But, yeah. Well, so let's end on Aaron Fraser's tune that we've picked then, Ollie. What have we gone for? So we've gone for Over You. Over You. Well, thanks so much, Ollie, for coming on. Pleasure to chat to yeah, you. Thanks very much for having us again, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me in your house. And yeah, that's uh, all right. Yeah. All the best. See you soon.
Aaron Fraser with Over You. You are, of course, listening to A Cut Above with me, Tom Hoy, right here on The Face Radio. Thank you so much to Ollie for coming on the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed just sitting down with Ollie, as I do always, just having a beer and talking about all things music and clothing. Um, we don't really need a show to do that because we do it anyway, and we can go on for hours. Um, remember to go over to Instagram and check out Ollie's profile and his music and all the rest of it. You can find him over at Ollie Davis Music and check out Little Strange while you're at it too. Um, now, earlier, yeah, we mentioned Pokey Lafarge and that we both said that's someone we probably should have included in the show. So I thought, what better excuse um, to give one of his tracks a spin now? Because, again, another really cool, really cool guy, uh, 1950s inspired um, but I love his clothing. Um, I also love his music. So this is Something in the Water by Pokey Lafarge. Enjoy. She got a broke down El Camino in the front yard up on Broad. Her mom walks around in a pink nightgown, sandals and white socks. She don't mind a baseball game. In the middle of the light and in the rain She's a pain in my brain, drives me insane But I love her just the same Boy, love her just the same Something in the water Something in the water What makes her crazy, I don't know Up in hair, the cook fried chicken in her underwear. She drinks more liquor for lunch and dinner and sends me running scared. She yells, she screams, and she beats me, but I don't mind the way she treats me. She'll someday lead to my death, I know, but I stay with her just the same. Boys, stay with her just the same. Something in the water, something in the water. Makes her crazy, I don't know Never seen anything like her before There must be something in the water Yeah. 
Lafarge with something in the water that's a tune i really love and if you've not heard of pokey lafarge before go and check him out um not just for his music but for his style as well i think he's a really inspirational guy when it comes to clothing um definitely kind of given me a few ideas so go over and um check out his instagram because yeah his style is proper cool he wears a lot of levi's vintage clothing uh scott fraser simpson and a lot of kind of mid-century menswear um, really like his style, very kind of Americana influence. Um, yeah, but um, unfortunately, we have come to the end of another show. Now, so all that's left for me is to say thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed this one. I feel really good about this one. I think it's um, a nice little format. What's great about this show is you can change it up every time. And uh, the way we did this one, I think it went really well. If I do say so myself, I hope you enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for Ollie, to Ollie for coming on the show. Um, remember, go and check out his social media channels, Ollie Davis Music, and go and check out his band, Little Strange. They are on Spotify and they've got a few bangers under there in their armory. So go and give those a listen too. Um, well worth checking out. But for now, though, it just leaves me to say thank you so much for tuning in the show. Remember, you can follow me on social media at Tom Hoy Style. You can find me on Facebook at my page, Tom Hoy, on X at Tom the Wad DJ, and you can find my YouTube channel by searching for Tom Hoy for clothing reviews, music things, and lots more. But right now, though, all the best for 2024, and I will see you next month. Thank you so much. Goodbye.
on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.